Welcome to the Weekend Sports Buzz here on 96.1 FM, 1450 AM, WXVW, The Big X. I'm Kelly Patrick alongside Steve Driver, my man Chris Embry. we got two action-packed hours ahead of us this morning. Uh, for those of our regular listeners, just so you are aware, the schedule this morning is at about 9.30. We'll have a couple guests on for about a 13- to 15-minute segment. Uh, to talk about Area 502 MMA, some upcoming uh, MMA bouts for HR MMA, you know, some some martial arts related topics for combat sports. Like I said, about 13 to 15 minutes, starting at 9:30. But as I always say, the bread and butter of our show of the local market is, I guess it always will be. I don't know. Right? Maybe in a hundred years something else will be more popular. But as of right now, Steve, the bread and butter here locally is women's tennis. <laughs> no, it's college it's college basketball. Men's college basketball. Yeah. Full slate of games yesterday from start to finish. Uh UK, Florida, Louisville, Virginia, Duke, North Carolina. Then we had the OVC championship, uh Murray State, Belmont. Um, tons of games. Now we're gearing up for the conference tournament. A week from today will be Selection Sunday. Man, it goes by fast. Chris, Steve, how are you guys doing this morning? Fabulous. Doing good. We had a long night last night, didn't I we? I thought you were. We did. Make we it. were. Yeah. Did you really? Because you called me. The hour change. Yeah. You know, you wouldn't believe how this is my third year in a row that I've been at the Sloan Convention Center in Bowling Green, Kentucky. The night before for a HRMMA show to do commentary, where when I'm driving back from Bowling Green, I'm losing an hour because of the time change. Then also, daylight savings. I don't know who invented it. I don't like it. I lost two hours on the way home last night. So the show started, fight started right at 7 o'clock p.m. last night. They ended, you know, normal time for a 16-fight card with two kids grappling matches prior. And then I had to drive back, which takes two hours. But I was losing an hour. Then I was losing another. So it was basically a four-hour drive home. So I, I I hustled, and I think really I got about four and a half hours of sleep. You should just, just don't change your clocks. <laughs> you think that, that, would, that would solve my problem? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'll try that next year. Because this is my third consecutive year doing it. Chris, you made it out. You're holding the camera for HR MMA. Our producer, Doc Parks, fought. God, my head goes off to that guy. Yes. <laughs> he was 0-2 headed into the, the fight last night, Steve. Okay? He trains a lot. Doc takes it very serious. 0-2 stepping into that cage, Chris. You were able to be there for it. I was there. Very special uh, fight. I hope we hope he comes in this morning. He was supposed to be in here. We haven't seen him. Yeah. Where the hell's Doc? <laughs> um, so he steps into the cage at 0-2. He gets rocked in the first round. Rocked. I thought the fight was going to be stopped. I was my heart was in my throat. But he is resilient. He's on his back. He uses some jujitsu. I talked to him afterwards. Said that he kind of blacked out for a second. But he came to, did what he needed to do, somehow got his opponent's back, and won via stoppage, via a choke in the first round. It was awesome. It was awesome. He very did cool. very good. His teammate, Zach Patton, 
of Apex Martial Arts in Shepherdsville also won via rear naked choke in his amateur debut. So a very exciting night of fights, Steve. You know I could go on for two hours yeah. just about that. We don't need that this morning. Hey, uh, so the I'm going to start off with this OVC championship game last night, uh, Murray State versus Belmont. And I don't know if you've heard the slogan. I think I might have coined this term. But Murray State punched their ticket to the big dance. Punch? Oh, okay. Punch their ticket. Yeah. Oh, okay. Write that down. I think it's going to get pretty popular. Okay. Another it's, it's another really brilliant tough. observation. Prior to the show, <laughs> Steve said to me, yeah, I watched Murray State play. That Morant guy is pretty good. <laughs> yeah. You know what I, I Okay. Well, thanks, Steve. Steve. Steve Driver says Morant's pretty good. Thank you. <laughs> He's projected as the number two overall pick behind Zion Williamson by many draft pundits, Steve. You know, I, I watched the game. He's pretty good. <laughs> you, you you give him your your, 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 your nod of approval. Yeah, I, he, he was unbelievable. He, he probably won the game for him. We've, we've never really experienced time. this. Kenneth Fareed, you know, we've had little moments. Um, there was another guy from Murray State who played in the NBA for a little bit. His name's slipping me right now. I'll, I'll look it up. Uh, we've had moments, right? Popeye Jones played for Murray State. We've had moments where guys play for other schools in the state. They get a lot of publicity, but this may exceed those. Oh, yeah. And and according to Steve Driver, he says he's actually pretty good at basketball. You know, I heard, I think, <laughs> I'm not positive about this, but I think he was on Zion's AAU team, and they said the coach from Murray State was, was – um, he was at some kind of gym coaching a game, and uh, he was going to use the bathroom, something like that. He heard some balls bouncing in a gym. Goes in there, John Morant's playing in a three-on-three tournament, and that's how he discovered him. And he's like, hey, look, this guy's pretty good. Called his assistant coaches in. That's how they started recruiting. You think it was similar analysis to what you had today prior to the show? I'm just saying, how, how crazy is that? It is crazy. That is wild. Uh, you normally don't have somebody that good fall under yeah. the radar. Like yeah, that. especially in today's day and age. You know, that, I think that's awesome, and that's encouraging about the sport of basketball. Is There will always be <sighs> – <sighs> who's a good example? George Hill. Well, he, he, was he drafted? Uh, Charles Oakley, uh, Ben Wallace, right? Guys who are not drafted even and are, are late bloomers. Obviously, this Morant's going to be drafted. Oh, Steph yeah. Curry's a good example. Yeah. Right? He flew under the radar. The big school's passed on him, goes to uh, Davidson. That's right. And really blows up, obviously. Um, so, it just tells you that basketball is a, uh, the type, type of sport which people, as in really anything, People progress at different rates. Some people are really good when they're 16. I mean, they're the best in the world. Lance Stevenson, uh, I think he had a tattoo on his chest. It was the chosen one or something like that. He was appointed as kind of the next LeBron almost, or, right? Or something. Yeah. It's wild how, how much hype some of these guys get. We never heard Steve Driver point out that Lance Stevenson was pretty good, though. You know? So, so apparently... He didn't have that going for him, so, you know, didn't pan out quite like many had had thought. UK with a big win yesterday over uh, Florida Florida Gators, right? Is that Florida team a, a tournament team? No. 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 Was that a good showing by Kentucky? Uh, without They the, won. 
<clears throat> it's hard to say how good uh, Florida's offense is or if it's just a really good Kentucky defense, right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes yeah. when I see Florida play, I'm like, what are they doing? They just go long stretches without scoring in the second half, in my opinion. But, yeah, I mean, Kentucky's legit. You have all of the long guys, right? Hero, uh, Hagens, P.J. Washington, Keldon Johnson. No Reed Travis they, yesterday. They all get over 10 points. You're probably going to win, right? Right. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, I don't the, – the NCAA says they give these teams um, a little break if one of the big players gets hurt. Obviously, Reed Travis is not Zion Williamson. Uh, I want to see how much that actually plays into the seeding process because with Duke losing last night, I don't see them getting a number one seed now. I could see North Carolina getting it. Yeah. And I Tennessee uh, lost yesterday. So I could see Kentucky sliding back into that one seed possibly, uh, depending on what the SEC tournament turns out to be. Well, Speaking of one seeds, Louisville lost yesterday. Uh, right? Virginia's a one seed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Virginia's only two losses this year are to Duke. Yeah. Is that right? I didn't yeah. realize that. So, I mean, that that was, you know. Hey, that's a. Uh, Cards fans are, are really. <laughs> it is so wild. It, just a couple short months ago, everybody around here was like, oh, yeah, Chris Mack is the man for the job. Oh, my God. Do you see his press conference? Right when when things are going well, you die you dissect everything in the way that's going to fit the narrative that that's in vogue that day. Okay, then you have a few disappointing end of game situations where you lose, and I'm telling you, man, I I, I know Twitter is not an accurate reflection of rational yeah. fans, oh, yeah. but social media is not being kind to Chris Mack right now. Why, why, though? Virginia is such a tough place to play. You held your own, basically almost won. They just don't have the talent that these other teams have yet. You that, know? That's right. Cunningham, when he goes to the rack, he's, he's not t- tall or super athletic. You know, That's I, right. They just don't have the talent that Virginia is stacked. They are stacked. Yeah, and a lot of people, a lot of the fans forget that uh, UofL was actually predicted to finish 11th yeah. in the ACC. Um, when they started out hot, it built people's uh, expectations up a little too high. And then when they came back to reality, they somehow turned it into a negative. I mean, Chris Mack has already done better than expected at Louisville. They, we, they still overachieved, right? That's oh, right, yeah. Sure. Michigan State, North Carolina. They've got some serious wins on their resume. That's yeah. right. Uh, in the game yesterday... Enoch had eight points, eleven rebounds. You know, so so pretty good stat line from him in twenty-two minutes. Wara played thirty-nine minutes, nineteen points, six rebounds. He was seven of sixteen from the field. I saw a draft uh, projection that had him going the, with the last pick of the first round of the NBA draft after his sophomore season. Do you guys think Wara is an NBA player? He can be, yeah, I think so. I think he needs to come back. Actually, it, they, they've, cool they've got a, they've did. got a lot of talent coming in. 
He's pretty good. Yeah, I'd say he's pretty good. Right? He, good college player for sure. Well, oh, yeah. I, I gave him the stamp that he's pretty good. Did you? So that kind of means you've made it, right? Someone needs to notify him. He's pretty good. <laughs> okay. You Steve. should you should just go down a list of players <laughs> and, and see if I think they're pretty good. What do you good. think, Steve? I, I mean, I, Peyton Manning hasn't played in years, but, I mean, in hindsight, what do you think of his career? Um, In his day, he was pretty good. Okay. <laughs> Breaking news. Steve Driver at WSB1450 Chris, could on L- Twitter. Chris, could LSU get a one seed? <laughs> no. They could uh, They could hang up their SEC regular season championship with some Velcro because that's not going to stay. But that the... doesn't matter right now, right? <laughs> well, I mean. Can't they get a one seed if they have the same record I as, think they're going to hold this. in a better conference record? No, I don't think they can get a one seed. Uh, they don't have enough uh, – uh, quality wins, those, uh, what do they call it, Coordinate, uh, quadrant, quadrant one yeah. wins or whatever. Did you invent that term too, Steve? I did not, but punch your ticket, keep eye on that one. <laughs> okay. Go on, go on. But um, I think um, with them holding out their best player, the one that uh, was talked about in these tapes with uh, Will Wade, setting out, and, you know, Will Wade getting suspended, uh, I could see them – actually dropping a notch in the seating because you don't expect this team to be as good without their man, you know, the guard smart. They should have just denied. Will Wade should have just said, that wasn't me on the tape. It sounded like me. It wasn't me. Yeah. Man, the NCAA, whoever's in charge of all this in Indianapolis, they need to work on how this works, right? Yeah. You have Sean Miller, uh, the allegations with his explicit details on audio recording come out, not released to the public, but him talking to what turns into the number one pick in the draft, DeAndre Ayton? Come on! I mean, if you're the NCAA, sure, have a few people drop here and there, but you don't want the number one pick and then the LSU team this year? Yeah, that's not how it should work. If I were in charge, I would have some of these lower schools, you know, the, the teams nobody cares about. I'd have them get busted because obviously everybody's getting paid. Yeah. I mean, right now you have Arizona, Kansas, LSU, Louisville, some big-name teams. Didn't Sean Miller ha- have to sit out a game last year too? And then maybe they they just brought him back like, eh. It wasn't that bad. I think they, they did. They suspended him like a game, I, I believe, or two. Yeah, we think we caught you. Yeah, well, you know what? Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> I really hope that, they do that with LSU. Yeah, and then they're like, well, it looks like everybody keeps saying, well, it looks like they may be a one seed. And, and they're and, like, yeah, you know, never mind. Gotcha. Just joshing. And Arizona has the number one recruiting class coming in for next year. <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, you know. So these, these high school players must not care too much that Forgive me that I continually use the term farce when describing the NCAA, right? Yeah. I didn't invent that term. Steve, did you? Um, Hold on, let me look. No. You did not invent that one. Oxmoor Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram Buzz Line. Actually, it is now, for the Weekend Sports Buzz, buzz, it is the Louisville Combat Buzz Line, which is 502-384-1450. We're going to head to the buzz line now. We have our man Brian, the insider, is on the line with us. How are you this morning, Brian? I'm doing great, guys. Doing great. Good to hear all you there. Uh, Steve, good to hear your voice. Haven't heard you in a while. So uh, 
Hey, guys, before I get into basketball, just a derby update. Remember they run that race there in Kentucky, in Louisville here, coming up soon. Big day yesterday, 250-point graded uh, stakes races that gave 50 points on the Kentucky Derby Trail. The Tampa Bay Derby was one kind of in a little upset. Tacitus, Tacitus uh, set a track record in the Tampa Derby. Sent out a Tappet, who's probably the best sire in the country, uh, out of a, his mom, a grade one winner, Close Hatches. Horse racing fans will remember Close Hatches, a very good mare. Uh, so maybe we'll have, uh, trained by uh, Bill Mott, who up until last year was the leading trainer at Churchill Downs, great trainer, uh, the great cigar back 20 years ago or so. So uh be nice to see Bill Mott on the Derby Trail and somebody by the name of Bob Baffert not. So in uh, the other big race, another upset, Heichel won the Gotham. Uh, Instagram, the uh, less-than-even-money favorite, finished third. And then down the road at uh, Turfway, they had a 20-point uh, derby prep race, and it was set, uh, the favorite won that. Some like it hot brown. Some like it hot brown looks to be in the derby. So if you like hot brown, some will like it hot brown, and that'll be in the derby. So, And then the big news in the horse racing world is that San Anita, the actual track is still closed which has really got to be throwing a monkey wrench in Bob Baffert's plans. He's got the top two derby horses that are stabled out there with no place to run. So they've announced this morning they're going to open it up March 11th. The reason it was closed is they had 21 horse fatalities in about a two-month period of time, which was obviously way off the record, and they're trying to figure out what's going on with that track out there. So horse racing really needs to get that thing fixed because nobody wants to hear about uh, horses dying when they're running so uh that's going to be real interesting but uh so that's what's going on on horse racing pretty wide open derby field as we get very close to some of the last major preps and getting real close to the derby i mean we're less than two months now from the kentucky derby so things are really heating up there hey i thought the cardinals switching to basketball i thought that was the best effort the cardinals had in uh, uh, probably four or five weeks uh, they actually, I actually thought they had a shot to win. It was a different feel than the, the, the games that they choked and blow, blew the lead against Duke and against Virginia. This game they battled. I thought Wara looked good. You know, guys, I saw an NBA draft net poll yesterday that had Wara as the last player taken in the first round. So it's increasingly looking like he really might go just because of his size and his shooting ability. So he very well may go. Uh, Chris Max got quite a few guys coming in next year, so I don't think it'll be the biggest loss, but uh, that's an interesting development. I thought DJ King's starting to play better. He's not giving him any offense. Perry looked better, so I thought that was the Cats, I'm sorry, the Cards' best effort in loss yesterday, and uh, uh, if they can get a win or two in the ACC tournament, I think they're probably looking at maybe a seven seed. I thought the Cats played very good against an inspired uh, Florida team. They really need to get uh, Travis back, so uh, that'll help them. But uh, uh, I thought the Cats are really shaping up, and if they play well in the tournament, uh, could end up with a number one seed. How about North Carolina? Uh, Pound and Duke yesterday, they're shaping up as a number one seed, too. So that win that Louisville had at North Carolina by 21 points, that uh, couldn't be a better signature win for any program. So uh, I, it's interesting to see how this is all playing out. Uh, it's going to be a great week of championship week this week. So uh, that's all I got, guys. I'll hang up and listen to you. But the Derby's really heating up, and the situation out in Santa Anita, 
I, I don't know what Baffert's going to do, but he's got to move his horses around because things have really changed out there. So thanks for having me on, guys. I'll hang up and listen. Great stuff, as always, from our man Brian the Insider. Touching on a lot of topics, man. He comes... He comes in. He's not screwing around there, Steve. He's he's firing on all cylinders. He did his homework. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like all he does is watch sports, right? It does sound like that, right, Chris? Yeah, that's yeah. good insight. Yeah. I don't know what's going on with that track, uh, but, you know, that's pretty bad. I've, I've heard a lot about, you know, uh, nobody wants to race there now because they're afraid their horse is doomed. Well, the glue in- industry has really picked up. Here Steve, lately. please. <laughs> My goodness. Steve, could you could you have some cooth to you, please? So he touched on a lot there. He said the loss yesterday for Louisville basketball was not the same as the prior instance of the Louisville Cardinals blowing their leads against. Do you guys remember these? Does anyone remember when they blew their lead against Duke? Does anybody remember that? Steve, yeah. Chris, was that yeah. the worst blown lead ever? It's up there. I know it's it's. You know what's funny is you're always, and I admit I'm very much so guilty of this. But you are a victim of just completely buying into the moment. But at the time, I was like, man, that's the worst <laughs> blown lead I've ever seen in my life. Now it's been a little bit of time, been a few weeks since then. Yeah. But even looking back, that was bad. And against Virginia, and they, they did, it did, regardless of what Brian says, it did kind of happen again yesterday, right? Right? No, they weren't. Chris Mack and the Cardinals, this Cardinals team, they do not hold on to leads well. Well, Would maybe, you, uh, well maybe that's right. Is that a radical statement? Maybe it's because Louisville is a, a good coach team, so coming out in the first half, they get build a little lead, and then they go in for the halftime, and the, the other coach that has the better team makes second-half adjustments. And usually the talent wins out in the end. Maybe I just think over the. the That's fair, and I I, I believe you are echoing the sentiment that Brian had when he described those losses as not being that bad. If you look at the rankings, right? This is Chris Mack's first season. That's right. Right. That that's not easy. You know, he, he didn't have a bunch of time to get to get ready for the season. Isn't it wild how he's all of a sudden being graded on such a hard curve? Look at. Look at damn Archie Miller. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's... Cards fans need to, especially considering the circumstances prior to Chris Mack coming. Right? Cards fans need to be happy with Chris Mack right now. Absolutely. Who do you, who do you think um, the favorites are at this point in, to win it all? Duke. No. The, Zion's hurt, right? When's he coming back? He'll be back. And then Marquise Bolden, did you see him take a spill last night? Okay. What do you think, Chris? That looked rough. Marquise Bolden is, uh, well, he's actually, this is his best season. I can't knock but on the guy the, this year. They can't afford, oh, yeah, yeah, they yeah. Can't afford to lose anybody. Right. You got that right. Uh, they're very thin, and they are not dominant without Zion. Uh, too many defense is key on uh, Barrett. They'll go out early if he doesn't come back at all. Yeah, I, I, I completely I think the agree. Two, the two favorites right now, I think, are Kentucky and North Carolina. That, that, that sounds about right. I'll give it to Chris. Back when Chris made his prediction of this Kentucky team winning it all, yeah. a lot has ha- First off, I'll say this. A lot has happened since then. But they could, right? Oh, they're, they're probably – 
I mean, especially if uh, Reed Travis comes back, they're probably the number one. They're they're the favorite. I don't know what Vegas odds are, but I think if they're fully healthy, I mean, we're assuming that Duke isn't fully healthy too. You know, mm-hmm. those two would probably. I'm just saying, where things stand right now, with Zion not playing, Marquise Bolden getting hurt, and North Carolina really looking really good, and Kentucky looking great, I, I think those are your two favorites right now. Our college basketball correspondent is Gary Love. He's not with us this morning, but on Twitter, you can follow Gary at Scouting You. Just got a message from Gary saying LSU is not getting a one seed. I love how he listens, I love it. Just like Brian the Insider, you guys do your homework. This is a good contribution. He said, LSU had the 13th toughest schedule in the SEC out of four teams. I'm sorry, out of 14 teams. That, so, that's the only problem with uh, some of these conference schedules. They're not equally uh, yoked. I mean, they're not, you know, it's not apples to apples when it comes to these schedules. So LSU, yeah, they benefited from a uh, easier schedule, most definitely. Want to remind our listeners the Louisville Combat Academy buzzline is five zero two three eight four fourteen fifty. We would love to hear from you. We are going to have a, a guest in Area five zero two MMA will be in shortly uh, for a thirteen to fifteen minute segment. During that time, we encourage you to to continue listening. Save up your college basketball calls for after the segment. Prior to that, though, we're going to head to the buzz line now. We have caller Kevin is on the line with us. Kevin, how are you this morning? I'm doing all right. How y'all doing this morning? Struggling with this struggling with this time change. That's about it. Oh my goodness, Kevin! Don't get me started on Don't get me started on that. I drove back from Bowling Green last night. Lost an Ooh. hour for the time change. Uh, you know, and also the daylight savings time. So you know, I I, I still had to be here at the same time this morning, Kevin. Oh yeah. Uh, first I'll say this: uh, it's going to be Gonzaga, and if if Zion plays, unfortunately, he would come back this week when Louisville might have to play him again. It's comical. I'm, I'm putting Gonzaga and Duke in championship game with Gonzaga. I personally think it's a Gonzaga year, and. Uh, as far as Louisville's concerned, I, I, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm so sick of I'm so sick of this, some of these fan base of of our fans. Those are the casual fans that don't understand basketball to sit here and, come, and and try to nitpick this Cardinal team this year. It's it's it's, it's obviously they don't know anything about basketball because when you look at this Louisville team, there is only really one at one really good player on the team right now and that is Nora and you see how he's up and down with his decision making so what Mac has done anyone that has any complaints is just that's nitpicking or they don't know anything about basketball it's quite actually it's embarrassing for for the fan base to even complain about it when they were picked to be 11th in the conference yeah if you're looking at it with any perspective Really, at all, Kevin, you got to say that. Is this this Louisville team, say what you will about them. They blew a lead against Duke, and we know that was sensational and got a lot of attention. But they beat Michigan State. Very nice win against North Carolina. They're having a good season, Kevin. Oh, my God, man. It, it, I'm telling you, when they went out, I looked at this season, and I, 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 I didn't, I, I expected a lesser season than last year. 
I, you know, I was surprised if they would make the tournament because I look at this team, and when you look at the talent level that he has to work with, I'm like, good lord! I mean, it's just it's obvious. And then when people are complaining about yesterday, it's obvious they don't watch basketball because who has Virginia lost to? Only Duke, a <laughs> fully loaded Duke. So people need to just sit down and. Realize what they're watching, man. This Virginia team is a real team this year, man. That's, those guys, that's a lot of talent on that team. Well, Kevin, as always, we appreciate your call. Thank you so much. Uh, before we let you go, anything else you want to chime in on? Uh, oh, I, I got to throw my bombs at, at Kentucky. They're, they're going to be handed a one seed, and, they, and, 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 it, and they're just looking. They're getting it by default, and everybody knows it. And cause you can just look. I, I knew it. Tennessee is Tennessee. That SEC, it always works out that way for Kentucky and that, that basketball conference over there. So, I, I, I haven't seen anything like it. Cause that Kentucky team is not that great. Okay. Well, we will find out. Um, you know, they, they they won yesterday over a Florida team that, as we established earlier, Kevin. Isn't going to probably be in the tournament, right? So I, I don't know how, how great that went. So, you, you know, there may be something to what you're saying, Kevin. Time will tell. Selection Sunday is one week away. I love it. Kevin, thank you so much oh, for yeah. your call. Have a great rest of your weekend, Kevin. We appreciate everyone tuning in to the Weekend Sports Buzz. Once again, I'm Kelly Patrick alongside Steve Driver, my man Chris Embry over in the production booth this morning. We're going to head to a break. Be sure to stay tuned when we're back on the other side of the break. We will have some guests from Area 502 MMA on the air with us for about a 13 to 15 minute segment. Uh, after that, we will resume our college basketball talk. Stay tuned. Welcome back to the Weekend Sports Buzz here on 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. WXVW, the Big X, coming at you as we do every Sunday morning, 9 AM until 11 AM, talking all things in the world of sports. Want to welcome in studio with us, we have Area 502 MMA. We have head coach and owner, Phil Perkins. Uh, did I say that correctly, Phil? You're the owner too? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Can, can you hear me, Phil? Here, wait. Can you guys hear me? Yeah. I can't really hear Phil. Yeah. Here, could you help? Could somebody help Phil in there? Is that better? I don't know. Yeah, are you talking? Let's see. We got to make sure we got that plugged in. Phil? Yo. Okay, there we go. Thank you. Good call, Doc. All right. Uh, the Weekend Sports Buzz is actually brought to you by Louisville Combat Academy, located over on Dixie Highway. We've got a bunch of great gyms in the city of Louisville, and, um, I mean, they really do, and, and specifically for... All the niches, and that's Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, uh, kids' classes, um, adult training, if you want to get into the cage. Okay, so we've got a lot of different options. Area 502, I would say, over the years has, I want to make sure I word this correctly, Phil. 
Uh, since being in existence, I would say Area 502 has maybe had more fighters compete um, over that span than maybe other any other gym. Do you, would you? What, what do you think? You guys have produced a lot of fighters. What's the the history? How long have you guys been around? Also, uh, the the gym itself opened 2013, April uh, April 2013. We've been around for a while, but that's when I actually decided to open uh, open the gym myself. So. It's right around six years, and there was a couple years there where it seemed like almost all the fighters were were coming out of our gym here locally. Yeah, I guess that's what I mean. It's just a, just a few years ago. I really remember. Yeah. Uh, every every HRMMA show I would attend, it would basically be Phil Perkins and and really Aaron Sheckles, you three, Blake, uh, cornering guys at the fights. Um, no fights scheduled currently, um, but overall. Uh, a summary of, of Area 502. and you, what, what would you say is your mission statement at Area 502? You have a lot of really good kids programs and also uh, uh, adults programs. Who's your ideal person to come train with you right now, Phil? Uh, I mean, the, there's, there's a lot of things that you could say that would describe us. Uh, one thing Coach says all the time is all work is easy work, and, and that's kind of what we how we look at it, all the programs. uh uh, we try to have fun, but we work hard. We take it serious. We take training very serious, and um, I think that's kind of kind of got us where we're at today. You, you say coach says that. Who's who's that? Coach Aaron. Coach, coach Aaron, Aaron Sheckles. Sheckles. Aaron Sheckles, how are you, sir? I'm great. How you doing, man? Good. You you are of uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Five Star Boxing, which is located at, at Area 502 MMA. That is correct. Okay, and I know you and your man Brian Jackson have really had a lot of success with the coaching of the boxing program there. Tell us a little bit, if you could, about your boxing program, and also what what is your ideal kind of person to get involved with Five Star Boxing? Well, uh, first of all, um, you know, Phil and I, we we linked up about uh, two years ago, uh, and uh, I moved my gym, and we joined, and it's it's been a beautiful uh, uh Thing ever since so what we do at area 502 mma is we uh we have kids classes mondays wednesdays and fridays at 5 30 and um, anywhere from ages you know five years old um to 18 for the kids class and then we have adults classes as well so you know our mission is if you want to come and you want to learn how uh, to box we will teach you that if you just want to come for the exercise, we'll do that. If you want to uh, compete, we'll do that as well. So if there was a 70-year-old man listening, wanted to get into boxing, yes, he could walk into Area 502 and do some boxing with five-star boxing? Yes. And, and, and if he wants to compete, we have what we call a master's division as well. <laughs> Blake, would you recommend that a uh, guy gets involved in wrestling at 70? At 70? Oh, man. Uh, wrestling's a little hard on your joints, but we can make it work. <laughs> wrestling's an interesting thing uh i want to introduce also now blake o'neill blake is the what's your title at, at area 502 uh it's him the, the head wrestling coach and uh i like to I corner the fighters a lot uh so mma coach as well okay so you are teaching adults classes at area 502 mma for also, yeah shout out to like, my day squad I, I run the day classes uh a couple of the day classes there and uh, we actually started those day classes with Nick Maupin because he was one of those guys who who uh, works a third shift schedule, and I work third shift, so that's how the day classes were born. And it's really uh, blossomed into something beautiful. We we have a good 10, 12 guys there every, every Monday and Wednesday now. 
So every Monday and Wednesday, what time do those classes? What, what's kind of like your normal week of instructing at Area 502 MMA? Oh, uh, well, I do the noon classes on Mondays, and Phil does the, uh, that's no gi jiu-jitsu, and then Phil does gi jiu-jitsu on Wednesday, and then I do uh, conditioning during the day on Thursday, so we'll, we kind of mix it up there, but mostly my aim for that is conditioning for anybody who, who wants to get in shape during the day. And then I uh, I teach Fridays at 5.30 wrestling. Okay. Phil, you are a Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt. You have been now for a couple years, right? Yep, a little over two, or okay. right, around, right around two. Okay. Um, would you say the bread and butter of Area 502 MMA is the Brazilian jiu-jitsu program? Um, uh, it used to be. Now it's actually very rounded. We got, I mean, you never know what day, what class will be bigger. I mean... For a lot of my fighters, a lot of my MMA fighters, I guess our go-to would be, um, you know, jiu-jitsu or grappling. We just have a very grappling-based style. Um, but actually, when you come in the gym now, sometimes boxing classes are bigger than than jiu-jitsu classes. It's it's amazing, really. So, what is the address of Area Five Hundred Two MMA, and also how could someone listening check them out on, sure. on social media, you know, or online? What website? Sure, the address is 1423 Hugh Avenue. Uh, the website is area502mma.com. And, of course, we got Facebook and everything. We're pretty active on our Facebook. And, um, you know, if you go to the website, we got plenty of information there. Uh, you check us out. Come by the gym. Uh, if you got any questions, you can call anytime. Okay. Before we hop off here, anything that we haven't touched on that you guys would like to like to chat about? You know, um, from a boxing standpoint, we uh, we have a lot going on. Uh, we have the Golden Gloves coming up. Oh yes, yes. Thank you, Aaron. And, Thank uh, you. We're, we're, I have nine guys competing. Well, I'm sorry, you have nine nine guys competing in uh, that tournament. Does that have to be in Indiana? Is that right? Yes, it's in Indianapolis. Yes. Well, we are in Indiana. Yeah. You know, here at ninety six one and fourteen fifty a.m. And then I also have uh, uh, one of my I've, one of my boxers have turned pro. And he's having his second pro fight on March the 23rd at the Bourbon Hall. Can we get some shout-outs for some of these names? <laughs> yeah, it's Fred Compton uh, Jr. Uh, he's uh, my, my first boxer to turn pro. He's 1-0 with 1KO and looking uh, to do the same in the next fight. Any other? Any other? Uh, I know you probably don't want to just name one because then you, yeah. Yeah, I, I got a team full. Yeah. <laughs> Blake, you do some boxing classes too? Yeah, yeah, I like to... Um, since five stars moved in, I've really tried to pick their brain and like just get a get a some of the wealth of knowledge that the those coaches have and and all those fighters that all those fighters are really dedicated. It's really it's really been inspiring to the rest of us to kind of try to get us back in gear, you know. Blake, um, bluegrass brawl was around, I think, most recently in 2014. But at the time they went out of business, you were the 170-pound champion. Yes, I'm the reigning, defending, undisputed <laughs> bluegrass brawl forever. champion. On, forever. <laughs> on an average week for the life of Blake O'Neill, how oft, How many times does that come up that you are technically still the, the champion? Oh, man, every day people recognize me at the grocery store. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay. Well, Area 502 MMA, we appreciate you guys coming in. In all seriousness, thank you very much. Uh, we look forward to having you back in soon. We, we thank everyone tuning in to the weekend sports buzz. We're going to head to a break. We will be back 
with more of the Weekend Sports Buzz. Stay tuned. Welcome back to the Weekend Sports Buzz here on 96.1 FM, 1450 AM, WXVW, the Big X. We want to thank Area 502 MMA, Aaron Checkles, Blake O'Neill, Phil Perkins for coming in. We want to also thank Louisville Combat Academy, located over in the southwest part of Louisville, off Dixie Highway. Uh, they are our sponsor for the show every weekend and we really do appreciate their support adrian jenkins the fergusons brandon bishop i mean i think dusty stangles training in there um who am i leaving out doc uh probably a hundred other people yeah they really do have a nice slew of young fighters too on the the local mma scene um but we appreciate their support located in the 40272 uh zip code so if you're in that part of town any interest in any type of uh you know, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu or any martial art that you would like to do, go check it out, and I think they'll have the best version available, really, to you, courtesy of the, the Fergusons and Brandon Bishop and Adrian Jenkins. I, I want to thank also, this is just a bunch of, I'm on a, a streak of thanking people. Kevin, caller earlier, okay, he had a great call. And what he said, in my opinion, is, or what, what stood out to me, and this is what he concluded his call with, was Louisville fans, pump the brakes, guys. Uh, Chris Mack is having a great first season. You think I'm being extreme or exaggerating by saying a great first season, Chris or Steve? No. No, and, and Virginia's really good. That, that, exactly. They've only lost twice this year. Twice. And as Kevin said, both of the losses are to fully loaded Duke teams. Fully loaded. That means they had Zion Williamson. I think Zion Williamson and his his existence this year makes college basketball just way better. Oh, yeah. Because he's larger than life, right? Absolutely. Not many sports figures have, have really uh, fit into that, in my opinion, uh, larger than life category. Shaq, I think Barkley. Mm-hmm. Who am I? I know that's a... a, a not a real definitive term to describe, but larger than life. Does that actually allude to size? Uh, yeah, I think it can. In his case, absolutely it does. Uh, he's just a freak. He does things that uh, I've never seen before. Uh, and and you, you're always going to have that mystique around his shoe blowing out, right? Sure. I mean, uh, you're going to see that shoe like in behind glass one day, and it's going to be remembered – you know, you got Obama in the crowd, and quickly your shoe blows out. You know Nike's going to take care of that kid, too. But, yeah, I mean, college basketball is way better with Zion Williams. Steve, what else did you agree with Kevin, caller Kevin, from his call? Um, I, The part that I took from, I, th- I said it a couple weeks ago when he, when he was saying Virginia is really good. I think people just remember them as losing to a 16 seed, and they fall flat on their face usually every tournament. Uh, this year it could be different. I, th- I think they're um, a good team. Maybe they play to their competition. Maybe they'll, you know, get Murray State and, you know, not play as well. But um, 
they're a good team. It says here Coach K uh, expects Zion back for the start of the ACC tournament. But, you know, he gets more time off. I think they have a couple buys, right? You know. And we know that he's sitting out for to protect his value rather than him being hurt. Come on, that guy is – I don't think he's hurt. Uh, it's more to protect him and save him for the tournament. But um, – I don't blame him. I mean, the kids, you want him to have a long career. Uh, that does scare you a bit after you something like that happens. So hopefully he can return and be the same player that he was before the shoe blowout. So. The Louisville Combat Academy buzz line is 502-384-1450. We would love to hear from you. Plenty to talk about in the world of college basketball right now. For just a moment, I would like to acknowledge that our producer right now, Doc Parks, had a cage fight last night, and he won via stoppage. What that means is a choke in the first round. Congratulations, Doc. Thank you. Thank you. For those of our listeners who don't know, Doc headed into this fight was 0-2. He has not been stopped, so there hasn't been a knockout or a submission against Doc in his first two fights. But, Doc, the psychology of stepping into the cage at 0-2 is rough. Is what? Is rough? Oh, yeah. What do you mean? Uh, it's slightly demoralizing. Just Even though they're both decisions, you can justify, you can find a silver lining. Right. I can, pretty much what you said, I can think, hey, I haven't been put away before. No one has stopped me. That's uh, crazy to me. That's wild. How, how big of a difference is it to feel like you're 1 and 2 versus, let's say, a week ago when you're 0 and 2? Well, 0-3 would have probably been an end of a career. It would have been time to hang it up, I think. But you, so you wouldn't have fought anymore if you lost last night? Certainly not. Okay, okay. Now you're going to. Maybe. Anyone you'd like to call out? Kelly Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> I can't make 145. Or, or, or I would. No, I wouldn't. <laughs> and anyone. Anyone, Doc. I don't know anybody. To no, in all seriousness, man. <laughs> so, quick recap. He got... Tag. They were doing some kickboxing, right, early in the fight. That was brawling, really. He was brawling. Doc was brawling, and he just got tagged right in the jaw. Looked like the fight was over to me. I was doing commentary. Doc? Yeah. Am I exaggerating? No. Accurate description thus far? Yeah, he uh, didn't see the punch that came from his hips. Didn't see it coming. The same way I got uh, clipped first fight. Okay. And and you you fell to your back, and you utilized some of that... James London Jiu-Jitsu from Apex Martial Arts, that yes, Adam Gomez, that uh, lineage there for that Jiu-Jitsu. You're on your back, and you're able, you're able to survive. Use your legs and hands and survive. Right, Chris? Yep. Every Chris watched it live there, cage side. Very good match. Nice recovery, right? Did you think he may have been out? Most de- Well, I thought he was uh, – the other guy was getting the upper hand, obviously, after that punch, but quickly docked. Uh, readjusted and uh, took care of business. It was a very good fight. All right, Doc. Congratulations, man. Thank you. I, I did not mention in the commentary, Steve, that, that Doc smokes cigarettes. Like, yeah. Like a chimney. No. You think I should build it? He said he's going to fight again now, so next time I'll mention when he's walking to the cage, Doc probably – you said like a chimney. How many cigarettes did you smoke nah, prior to the fight yesterday? <laughs> Smoked at least three or four in the parking lot uh, an hour before the fight. <laughs> James was running around looking for me. I was outside smoking. He never thought to look there. Do you plan on quitting smoking? Uh, 
I'd like to. Is it safe to say that the cigarettes helped you? <laughs> well, they're not sponsoring me, but they, you won't have to announce it next time. I'm going to walk out with a lit, lit cigarette. <laughs> with a lit cigarette and get taken out by security and just make a big scene. They yelled at me for having a shirt off last night after the fight. Apparently, it's against the law to walk around with open containers. I also got a kick out of in the cage, the announcer said, and Doc... Harris. I know. I was, and he goes, and Doc goes, yeah, it's Parks. You like threw your arms up, and you're like, ah, it's Parks. What are you doing, guy? Your only job is to read. <laughs> yeah, that was. That you was, told me he wasn't wearing his contacts. I'm like, how do you not? This is the only equipment you need. For was that job. his explanation for mispronouncing your name? That's said, what he told me. You, you said it's Doc Parks, and he immediately said to you, ah, I'm not wearing my contacts. Is that what happened? No, when he came back in the ring after the fight to talk. He to said, me. sorry about calling you by the line. The wrong last name, I'm not wearing my contacts. That was what he said? Yeah, I told him that's fine, that him and I are going to have to go next round. That <laughs> <laughs> was a lame excuse, I think. Right. No, I mean, you know, it, 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 you make mistakes. I've certainly made mistakes in commentary. I said you fought the wrong guy. I did, and I corrected it. I corrected it, but, you know, it happens. I mean, we've seen them call the wrong winner of a fight at Hard Rock MMA. You don't, I mean. Oh, yeah, Eli Mefford. He handled it well. Yeah. We've had him in here. Um, also, shout out to Zach Patton. Oh, made his debut. Uh, Doc's teammate under James London at Apex Martial Arts. All right. Continuing on with our college basketball conversation. The cards right now, what, what, what are the expectations for the, Louisville, the Chris Mack-led Louisville Cardinals right now? I, I think By the end of the season, what do they, they get to the Sweet 16, Steve? No. Absolutely not. They're not. <laughs> what? What's your what do you mean? They, they're like a seven seed or eight seed? I, I don't think the expectations are that high either. I'd say win um, your first game, and that's about it. I think that's what expectations should be. Okay. And I think that's probably realistic to where they'll be lucky if they win two games. That's a pretty good season, really. If we look at these power programs across the country, when you consider the situation that Chris Mack walked into, that would be a very good season, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Just making the tournament because before the season started, I didn't think they were going to make the tournament. I really didn't. With the schedule that Louisville had, it's very impressive where they're sitting right now. Um, and, you know, uh, I could see that Louisville getting – last week I said they'd get an eight or a nine. I was wrong. I, they're going to get a seven seed, I believe. And I'd like to see them match up with uh, Minnesota and Richard Patino. That would be a nice – First round game for Louisville. I don't know. Uh, I know there'd be a lot of uh, interest, you know, behind the scenes with the Rick Pitino obviously being gone now and his son coaching Minnesota. I'd, that'd be a good first round match. And Rick would be in the stands. Oh yeah, behind Minnesota's. Rick, gun. that's one thing about Rick is if if he I I believe this if he has a reason to be involved at all he will. Oh yeah. Uh he would be, you're right, he would be there behind his son, right? <laughs> it's funny, uh, he he was also brought up this week by the actual judge. I saw that, yep. Speaking on these guys that got um, prison sentence for uh, exchanging money behind the scenes of college teams. And I thought it was very odd that the judge brought up Rick Pitino in uh, – his closing statements, uh, when 
that part of the trial had nothing to do with Rick Pitino. Yeah, isn't Rick uh, suing because it, I thought I read something saying he was, I, he was talking charges or, or yeah, something like that. It, it was very unprofessional of the judge to bring it up, but he basically said that uh, these guys were Merle Code and uh, I forgot all their names, Jim Gatto, uh, were actually uh, making it to where – Rick Patino didn't have to know exactly what was going. It was plausible deniability was in place, is what the judge had stated. So he was throwing shade at Rick, uh, and it didn't take long. And Rick responds on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> and Why does Rick Patino now? And he did, and he—I think he always will. He will maintain a piece of property in everyone around here's mind. Right? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> he owns it. He doesn't have to make any payments. It's there. Yeah. <laughs> Every basketball, right, Doc? That's fair. <laughs> Every basketball fan in this state. He's got so many years with the Louisville and Kentucky basketball team. Yeah, I mean, he's... If we're here on the weekend sports was in 10 years, I'd say there's a good... What, what's the over-under on how many, on average, how many shows goes by that Rick Pitino's name is mentioned or is not? I mean... I, I, you know, I don't know for how long it will be this type of a laser focus, <laughs> but anything right now that happens with his I- Italy uh, team or anything is on my Twitter timeline by multiple people, you know, yeah. uh, right? Absolutely. <laughs> will that always be the case? We'll always be like, well, there's Louisville, there's Kentucky, and then we also follow Rick Bettino's and daily, uh, uh, you know, Habits and routine. And nothing really stuck to him, right? I mean, so in my eyes, he didn't do In his mind, he's, he's the Teflon Don, right? Okay. In his mind, he's scot-free. He's like, oh, you kidding me with those allegations? Hey, oh. Indiana could need a new coach coming up soon, right? Yeah. I I, could I'll s- start a GoFundMe to get Rick there. Just for the sake of this show. Just for the sake of entertainment in my life. I agree with you, right? Uh, I think Rick will be back in the NCAA. Um it's just time. I mean, I think he would fit better now in the N- NBA um, as maybe not as a head coach, but yeah. I, maybe he just hosts the All Star no, game in Vegas every I've every seen, every seen, year. I've seen some talks about him joining some NBA teams as like an assistant, but right. I've, I've His heard ego's that too big to be in a. He could be a yeah. commentator for every. You know, he could join Barkley and them. He's kind of funny. I think Rick Pitino's awesome. Yeah, I, I do. You don't think so, Doc? That'd be uh, listening to Rick Pitino and Charles Barkley sitting across from each other every night. I don't know if I could do that. Am I? What do you guys think of my statement when I say I think Rick Pitino is funny? He is funny because he says stuff with a straight face, knowing it's <laughs> yes, crap. yes, yes. <laughs> well, you know this this uh, Lipscomb team we're playing in the preseason. To be honest with you, it's the best college basketball team I've ever seen. <laughs> right? Have you seen them pass? How many? And, and he doesn't quite take it that far, but he's always pushing the boundaries of everything. But when it's his own players, he does. The hyperbole is so strong. I mean, how many players has he said, this is the best shooter I've ever seen, right? Yeah, or And he's always – I like it. I like it. I'm a fan. Yeah. I'm a Rick fan. I've Rick. been a Rick – I was a Rick fan a long time ago. The Grand Canyon has the best home court. Yes. <laughs> <Crowd>. Yes. <laughs> In hindsight, especially, we should put together a, an encyclopedia of the entire time that Rick was in Lexington and Louisville. Some of his most outlandish quotes. That would be good. Coffee table book. 
put together a coffee table book with yeah. just and you just sit there and read it on you know November second, two thousand. 11, Rick Pitino said, quote, dot, 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 about his opponent. And you just, <laughs> just close the book. Exactly. Yeah. That'd be a good, it's a good business idea, isn't it? He definitely helped talk radio locally for all these years. I mean, there was always something to talk about with Rick, even before the drama started, right? I mean, he always had some crazy take or uh, something going on, right? I mean... But uh, he created division in the fan base from day one, which is good for ratings for for radio. Oh, like right now, there's division in the Louisville fan base because a lot of Louisville fans are saying what Kevin and I have been saying. But there's certainly a contingency of fans right now who are saying, "Chris Mack, why can't you hold a lead?" Right? A lot of people are saying that right now. That's right. Uh, yeah, I mean, again, I don't know why the fans are so tough on him. It's actually. Yeah, I mean, he he's the coach. He's supposed to take the timeouts and stop these runs and stuff like that, give them some good plays. Uh, the fact of the matter is these players uh, are human, and they go out there and they're told to do one thing, and they uh, they don't execute properly. You know, it happens. Uh, they're human. but uh, They have offense. I think what it is is Louisville has offensive limitations. I think four brings – Nothing to the table offensively. That's right. Uh, there was guys like ah, Bruce Bowen a little bit. He could hit open threes even. So never mind. But there's there's specialist type guys. I think four is one of those. And when you have one of those guys on your 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 team or your unit, the other guys really have to step up and make up for it. Or you know, and or Dennis Rodman didn't remember. That's right. Dennis Rodman would have 18 rebounds and, and zero uh, points. Four could do that. Uh, you know, and not 18 rebounds, but you know what I mean. He could serve his purpose, play real good defense and energy. Um, yeah. If, but but he has such offensive limitations that I think this team, in the crunch time, when they need a possession here and there, they, they you know, and even Kristen Cunningham, to be honest. Right. I think if you took Quan Four and Ryan McMahon and you made one player, he'd be a good player. Sure. Right? Because, you know, McMahon, he can't play defense. Juan Four is a defensive specialist, can't shoot. So, um, that, there's a lot of limitations that Chris Mike has on this team, and I think he's done quite well with them. He's not going to have to cobble together a team like he did on this this year. Uh, so, I mean, is this team on paper any better than last year's Louisville team? I don't know. I don't think they are. Uh, so, I think he's done uh, more with less. And um, he's definitely got uh, some good players coming in. The uh, Jordan Brand Classic roster was announced yesterday. And uh, Sam, what is it, Samuel Williams, or is that his name? I forgot his last name. It, it's one of the uh, uh, guys Louisville has is on that uh, roster, Samuels or something like that. Uh, but uh, I know, I know Chris Mack has a, a highly rated class coming in. Yes. I think they've got four guys who will be playing next year coming in. If I remember correctly, one guy who will probably be redshirting, but they've got a real solid influx of talent this upcoming season for the, the Louisville Cardinals, which is huge. Yeah. And will Wara stick – what do you think, Steve? Will Wara stick around or will he go to the NBA? I, I don't know. Probably depends on, you know, the people coming in, where uh, draft scouts have him going. He should probably stick around, though, right, if he's – 
<sighs> late first round. Or yeah, late easy round. for me to say. You know, I don't know. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I, Terrence, I can in hindsight say Terrence Jennings should not have went pro after his junior year. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> right. And he didn't even sniff any type of a list, and he was like, "Yep, yeah, I'm gonna." He w- did go overseas and started playing. Right. You know, so. He, it, even then, really, it's difficult for me to criticize. You know what I mean? Criticize. I think NCAA is such a joke Yeah. that if at any point somebody comes forward and says, yeah, no thanks, I'm going to go do something else, I'm like, you know. Right. Uh, well, you got to look, too, at all the people that were saying Donovan Mitchell was should have came back. And then look what he did in the NBA. So, okay. You know, um, what Nora's doing uh, in college um, – might not be exactly – he might be better at the next level. You never know. Oh, okay. And, you know, the financial situation, there's a lot of things that come into play, so there's no telling. That's a good point. Do. That's yeah. a good point. So yeah. much over-analysis by local fans on stuff like that. Like, oh, he, right? <laughs> Monday morning quarterbacks like, oh, my God, he announced he's going pro. He's an idiot. People – Yeah. That, How that, about that, playing that, basketball for no money? why everybody else is getting a rich around you. That's got to get out, and I'm sure that goes through some of these players' heads, right? I mean, Speaking of amateurism and professionalism, Doc, in all seriousness, you're now one and two as an amateur MMA fighter. How long do you – I mean, how many fights would you get under your belt ever? I mean, without getting paid? Uh, Any idea what you're – you said if you had lost last night, you probably wouldn't fight again. Right. So – it's a cool hobby, and you enjoy it. You'll probably train, continue training no matter what indefinitely, right? For sure. Okay. So so it's a it's a hobby. It's a it's a fun thing that's a part of your life. I shouldn't say hobby. It's a part of your life. Right. Yeah, if I was doing it uh, as a way to get paid eventually, yeah, I wouldn't take very many fights up until trying to make the jump to get paid, but it is just for fun. Uh, I, I can see what Chris means completely, though. It, it's got to be rough seeing all your friends – Go out there, make money, and then you're just sitting there wondering uh, when your paycheck's coming. Most definitely, yeah. Especially uh, being in college with, uh, you know, you want to get out and do things, and obviously everything costs money. And, you know, it's easy to for a fan to say, oh, you should come back. Well, they only care about their team. <laughs> you know, uh, these players have a lot that they have to think about before they make that jump. And, all, you know, pretty soon there's going to be a lot of these players actually making a lot of mistakes jumping straight to the NBA after this one-and-done's over. Steve, uh, you have thoughts on this new rule? On what new rule? Where they're going to be, you know, it's going to be probably 2022 when the uh, – the one and done goes away, and I, I think if you're quali- 18 years old and you're qualified for your job, and a company is willing to hire you, you should be able to to go straight there. You should be able to go there now if you're 18 years old. Doesn't matter if you're in high school or. And this it, company wants to hire you, hire you. You are qualified to work for them, and you're uh, you're an adult. Why not? That's right. Sounds to, like communism to me, Chris. To the people, you, wait a second. Did you just accuse Chris of being a communist? No, I'm just the, the rule in general. I'll have to listen to the recording of that, but I will. <laughs> okay, go on, Chris. Well, I was just sorry say, about the accusations. First, go oh, on. no problem. Uh, you know, to the people who say you're going to have too many of these uh, high schoolers making the wrong move and trying to go to the league. 
Well, you know what? It's free market. If they make the mistake, it's on them. That's the they have the option to make the mistake. Uh, of course, it's going to happen. And once you break that barrier, you can't go back into amateurism again. So yeah, well, the NCAA should allow players that put their name in and don't get drafted yes. to, to come back to school. I agree. In my opinion. Uh, okay, so so what you're saying kind of is they maybe should adopt the baseball rules. Well, you know, that's what I don't understand. Why is it you don't have anybody complaining about the baseball rules or the, even the football rules where you have to stay three years? And it's because we understand in football, you, you know, it's a big, tough game, and you these guys have got to get prepared. Uh, but you don't have anybody uh, complaining that it's a mandatory three years in football. It's just uh, – I, I've never understood why it's so one-sided for college basketball to talk about money, but these other sports just act like it's all good the way they've got it set up. The Louisville Combat Academy buzz line is 502-384-1450. Just as a a recap of Louisville Combat Academy, they're located at 10105 Dixie Highway, Louisville, Kentucky, 40272. They offer private... Uh, lessons as far as Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. They also have a regular schedule where I believe they have Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu classes for adults six days a week, every day except for Sunday, as far as I know. I'll double-check with AJ on that. Um, But they also have the most active MMA fighters in the state of Kentucky. So they have a very welcoming adults program, a kids program, a very family atmosphere at Louisville Combat Academy, and also they have a, a heck of a slew of MMA fighters, both professional and amateur right now, fighting in in the state of Kentucky. We are going to head to the buzz line where we have caller Blue. Blue, we haven't heard from you in a couple weeks. How have you been? Well, I can hardly hear you. Hey, what's going on, Kelly? Hey, I'm excited, man. This is my favorite time of the year, one of my favorites anyway. Hey, I'll make a few points, Kelly. I'll, I'll be quick with it. It's funny how Zion Williamson can go from being fat uh, can't shoot, can't run, all he can do is dunk. And and to now he's the oh, he does such great things for college basketball. It's when he didn't commit to Kentucky that he got those names, Kelly. Isn't, isn't that funny? I love it, man. I love it. Uh, I'm a Kentucky fan also. But uh, it, it really is, man. I mean, I, I knew that guy was more than just a, a, a dunker, man. I mean, you could see that. He's an all-around athlete. Much like a hero is of Kentucky, you know, in a different, different way. Uh, moving on to Kentucky, man. Hey, let me just say this. I want to ask Chris something. Chris, you, you, you've you been pretty firm with your idea about Kentucky going to the Final Four. What makes you think that, man, when you watch them all year long, uh, take uh, 10 minutes spells without scoring a point, a basket, uh, nine minutes or whatever? I mean, they're going to face legitimate competition, man. <laughs> They can have all the one seed they want, man. They're not going to Final Four. Hate the rain on your parade, man. I mean, they really aren't. Plus, Calipari, you know, he don't know about shooters anyway. If I was Jamal Baker, I'd transfer, man. You know, that guy is a spot-up shooter, man. I mean, he puts him in, he missed one shot, he snatches him back out. <laughs> Let the man get some sweat on him for his Calipari, man. God bless, man. Hey, hey, as far as Louisville, if I'm a Louisville fan, man, I'm happy, man. These guys are exceeded, man. Come on, man. I mean, Chris Mack. Oh, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. I was no, just going to respond about. Uh, I was just going to uh, respond about the Kentucky uh, comments. Sure, go ahead, man. Okay, so uh, first of all, I think uh, 
obviously they they do go uh, spells without scoring. Uh, a lot of teams do, but you know the thing is, if you look at this year, there's just not. Uh, too many teams that are actually better than Kentucky out there. I mean, North Carolina is on a rise. Uh, Duke, they're they're kind of you know without Zion Williamson, uh, they're they're mediocre. I would that's the way I see it. But yeah, I mean, there's definitely flaws on both teams, but uh, on a lot of teams. But um, Reed Travis, if he comes back. Uh, now, without Reed Travis, yeah, I don't see him making the Final Four. But if they get him back and he's actually the same player he was prior to that, I definitely can see uh, Kentucky going to the Final Four and possibly winning it all. Now, we did actually cut uh, – we dropped Blue. Blue, we know you're listening. If you have a couple more things to say, please call back in. We'd be more than happy to get you back on. I'm so happy Blue called back in. Absolutely. It's, uh, you know – He's got some good points. There's definitely flaws on Kentucky's team. Uh, but I think that um, Calipari uh, will do a good job of limiting those droughts uh, by calling timeouts and trying to get them to regroup. So we'll, we'll see how it works out. There's a lot more timeouts in the NCAA tournament, uh, TV timeouts and things, so I don't see a lot of the same – issues that cause those droughts in regular season to happen in the tournament. Doc, Chris, you, you're both Kentucky guys, familiar with Blue's take on things. Um, if I had to describe Blue as a Kentucky fan, I would say he's a contrarian. Yes. What are your thoughts on Blue's take on Kentucky overall? You've, you've listened to him now for a while. I, I think he's not uh, happy. Obviously, he brought up Jamal Baker, too. Uh, Jamal Baker, they have talked about how he is such a great shooter. Uh, if you can't do it in-game, uh, I mean, if I don't want the guy to transfer, but if he wants to transfer, I don't think it's going to hurt Kentucky at all. Uh, you know, the guy's not bringing um, – he, he is the last guard – of the guard rotation. So he he don't get enough minutes to really affect the game. You you still have uh really good guards. Uh, he he's just the fifth guy on the bench. So um but you know these players actually Kentucky is one of the this is one of the best uh, three-point shooting Kentucky teams that Calipari's had in his tenure at Kentucky. So uh Sounds like he just doesn't like uh, Calipari, right? Could be. I I get that a lot from his calls, which uh, and a lot of UK fans don't. You could still be a fan of a team and not not be fond of the uh, head coach. Oh yeah. But you know, when it comes to tournament time, I'll be curious to hear his uh, opinions on if he's cheering for him. You know, is he actively? I don't know, rooting against him. I wonder if there's any old school Duke basketball fans who just don't like Coach K. I, I, doubt I, doubt. <laughs> I know, but do you think they exist? He's been there so long, prob- probably not. Obviously, many much fewer than the Coach Cal. When I when I'm talking on the radio, I like to make eye contact with. Like right now, I'm looking at Chris. When I get Doc involved, I you know I look over at Doc. We make eye contact every time I look across the table at Steve Driver. Difficult to make eye contact. He's wearing sunglasses inside. Does yep. that? Does that bother you, Keller? I wouldn't say it bothers me. I'm just saying it impacts my eye contact with you. <laughs> that, that's, fa- that's fair. Fair I, enough. Okay. But I, I do like what you said, Chris. There's there's not a ton of really good teams 
in college basketball right now. Right. Probably, I mean, if you have a list of who can win it all, it's probably like an eight. It probably doesn't go too much That's further about past, right. past that. Um, now, with Zion, if Zion was out, you can open that up to a wider number of schools. But um, I think – you're about right. Seven, eight teams. That's about who I would Kevin expect. Kevin said Wichita, right? Gonzaga. I'm sorry, Gonzaga. 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 Yeah, Gonzaga is definitely a very tough team. I could see them uh, making some noise. Some of these teams that have been uh, not in the Final Four or, or they've had this around their neck where, yeah, you're good, but you don't have a Final Four. Like, I could see Virginia finally make, making a Final Four. I could too. Um, yeah, I mean, Coach K led a team that was the uh, number two seed, got knocked out by a 15. Yes. That wasn't his end. You know what I mean? That's not that far off from a one to a, a yeah. six, right? That's right. And, uh, yeah, Coach K has had a few of those early uh, round exits, and um, he don't get near the flack that some of these other coaches do, right? I mean, if, if that happened at Kentucky, you'd be hearing it, right? Well, it happened last year. They – uh, would they go out in the Sweet 16, I believe? So, um, But that's not the same as losing in the first round. Coach K's done that two or three times in the last 15 years or so. I'm also curious to see who they're going to summon these bubble teams that are fringe, um, you know, Clemson, Syracuse. I mean, that Belmont-Murray State game, both of those teams are 26-4, and four, and the winner got to uh, punch their ticket, Kelly. But the loser, that's still a really good record. Are they going to put them gonna, in over uh, ahead of uh I think that makes Clemson them a, team. What's what's Clemson 19 and 12? Well, Clemson won also like yesterday, so I, I did see that, but we, I mean, even Syracuse, we've seen Syracuse have a a fringe bubble team and make runs before. But I mean, they'll probably get in based on their name and and their head coach, but I would think if a team's going to get knocked out by them getting two bids now, I think Indiana's really on the edge of getting knocked out of uh, off this bubble because uh, they've got a few good wins, but their they record do. is they is do. not good. But there was a stretch there where they lost a ton of like yes, what was it, like twelve of thirteen something yeah. like that. Ungodly, yeah. It, it's not been a good season at all. Uh, there's been some good individual numbers for some Indiana players, but uh, the team chemistry, the they just don't seem like a they're definitely, if they were to make it, would lose in that first game, I can yeah. see. I want to remind our listeners, the Louisville Combat Academy buzz line is 502-384-1450. Louisville Combat Academy is located at 10105 Dixie Highway, Louisville, Kentucky, 40272. They offer Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu classes six days a week. They now have 6 a.m. classes four days a week for Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. So if your schedule dictates that you're not available in the evenings, they offer adults classes at 6 a.m. four days a week. We're going to head to a break. We encourage everyone to stay tuned. Once again, I'm Kelly Patrick alongside Steve Driver, Chris Embry, Doc Parks behind the glass doing our production work. We will be right back. Stay tuned. Welcome back to the Weekend Sports Buzz here on 96.1 FM, 1450 AM, WXVW, The Big X. We're on the air every Sunday morning from 9 AM until 11 AM. 
thanks to our man Dugan Ryan, over seven years of being on in this exact time slot. Longest running show on the station. Um, some, some news over the past week, you know. Robert Kraft, how, how's the Robert Kraft situation going? Let's, uh, you know, let's address the elephant in the room. Um, the only news we have updated on that, I think he's going to court. He pled not guilty. Um, but did you see that uh, at Trump's Super Bowl party, the owner to the massage parlor was uh, attended the party? No. Yeah. Did you not see that, Chris? No, I did. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I don't know why that is funny as hell. Yeah. Right? It could be completely unrelated. Mm. Or... or I don't know. Don't you think if you're that rich, you would, you know, want a little bit higher quality? Well, I don't know how to put this. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I entirely understand where you're coming maybe from. Maybe he respects the, you know, maybe they just have good services. Maybe they have good th- services, or maybe Robert Kraft is kind of just addicted to the thrill of it. Like, oh, yeah. Or do they get tested? I don't know. Hey, so. <laughs> <laughs> some, some, sometimes rich people still go eat at McDonald's, right? Just because you're rich doesn't mean you will never eat McDonald's again. Yes. Sometimes you like, you know that, you know that type of food or that type of rub and tug. It, either or, right? Everybody has their thing. Yeah. The, the, and I, I do think it's that. important important that we do not really judge what people's things are, right? Well, this one was illegal, Kelly. So I think we can judge that. <laughs> Yeah, you know, agree to disagree. <laughs> oh, man. It just makes me think of, I, I hate to bring it back. I don't want to. Bring it back. Bring it back, Chris. I, it makes me think of Louisville, man. Why, okay. Why didn't they get some higher class women, right? And I, that Sounds was, like you have a specific game plan for what you would do if you had a bunch of money. <laughs> I mean, you know. No. I know what I wouldn't do. Yeah, okay. Invest all that money into crack cocaine and tattoos. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much that, yeah. The crack cocaine and tattoos, that that makes me think a little, I'm sorry. That would bring me to Ohio State, actually. The tattoos, right? Yep. I mean, let's not not ignore the... That's right. That was memorabilia, memorabilia for... Exchange, it's kind of like a bartering system. I, ha- I really had no problem I, with it, right? I, if you trade something of equal value, why not? I think it was overblown, really. I mean, they watch the players so microscopic, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm with sit you there actually and on that. The, Steve. Let the coaches go crazy behind the scenes. Yeah. yeah, and let's be honest, prostitution should also be legal. Very true. <laughs> It's actually uh, hey, it would get rid of the the trafficking probably right. I don't know that it would. In all seriousness, I don't know that it would get rid of it. Yeah. Right. I think human as long as there's humans from really really poor countries, human trafficking unfortunately will probably exist. You know, there's probably women in America that have a man overseeing their services. That's that's a strong arm that maybe is abusive, and if you. Well, I'm being serious. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that is sad. God, what a horrible. There's so much of life that's just really sad. Yeah. yeah. That's that's one of them. But if you make it legal, hey, you're you're selling a service, somebody's paying for it. Maybe you could have something oversee overseeing the health and safety of Oh, I agree. Yeah. 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 I would say so, right? Yeah. I, Some country many countries do that well. 
Yeah. Checks and balances never seem to work in this country. <laughs> Just rest assured, Robert Kraft will find out which countries are loosey-goosey with it. Yep. <laughs> and he'll go to the riskiest ones. He'll go to the risky because he's a thrill seeker, right? You laugh, Doc. Sounds like that's what he's into. Most definitely. Right? Yeah. Because he's worth like $8 billion. That's more than Trump was ever worth. They said, Robert, they said he pulled up to these places in a Bentley. Or a limo. <laughs> a limo yeah, a limo and yeah. a Bentley. How inconspicuous. Right. You got to respect it. He's a thrill seeker. And, you know, he don't even get them to come to his place. He don't mind just showing up at a hole in the wall, right? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's really funny, but... Uh, I, I don't think anything's going to happen to him legally, but he'll be fine. The, he, he will be fine because he has eight billion dollars. Yeah, and NFL, that gets you out of trouble. The NFL will suspend him from. I think the NFL suspended Jim Irsay. Remember when he got caught with a bunch of drugs, all those pills and money? I believe didn't some chick died at his house under mysterious circumstances? I don't know about that, maybe, but they, <laughs> they, she did. They suspended Happened. him for like six six games. What's the big deal? He's just going to watch him from home instead of in his suite yeah. at the stadium. Right? Moral of the story is try to become a billionaire, and then you can get away with fun stuff. Yeah, pretty much. So he knew he had already gotten busted. Am I correct about this? Before the Super Bowl? Wasn't this thing actually hit before? I don't know. I do not know. I was actually in Fort Lauderdale. like When it broke. Like 30 minutes away from where it happened, when it happened. It happened on a Tuesday night, I, I remember. I, I think what it, it, it happened maybe two nights before I had been there, but the story really broke huh. when kind I was in Portland. that you were in that, the same area. Am yeah. I a thrill seeker too? I don't know. I think if you if you label yourself a thrill seeker publicly, that kind of defeat you know what I mean? Kind of defeats the purpose. Yeah. Behind the scenes, you want to be a thrill seeker. <laughs> like you guys don't know I'm this crazy, act normal, and then behind the scenes, I'm going to go try some crazy stuff. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> hey, in other news in the NFL, Antonio Brown traded to the Raiders. Well, we're talking about personalities across the world of sports. John Gruden is a big one, right? And he made a ballsy move shortly after taking over, taking that gigantic contract for the Raiders, right? Yes. Made a very ballsy move and saying, Khalil Mack, you're a generational type player, right? Yeah. We don't need you, right? <laughs> That's what he said. I don't know if it was we don't need you, but it's we're not going to pay you that type of money. I mean, what did Khalil? I mean, he wanted like ninety billion. They just didn't have that much money to to give Khalil Mack. So, and you know, if you see that you have this really good player that's going to take up most of your cap, and the rest of your team is maybe not close to even making the playoffs, why give this guy all this money if you're if you're just too far away, right? Yeah. Well. And- after he got rid of him, he complained about not having a player at the position. That, he <laughs> did. There's so many memes and things. I, I want to, you know, documenting every the, the consensus of social media's reaction after something happens. And then let's really focus on documenting that and then holding people accountable down the road, right? Mm-hmm. I remember people, uh, you know, you can always remember reactions. What are some big memories of that? LeBron, ja- LeBron James' decision. Um, you remember everybody, you know, well, look at Cleveland fans. They burned his jersey and everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then they accepted him back. Uh, I remember Mar- one of the things that stands out to me would be Mario Williams being taken over Reggie Bush. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Hey, but uh, Gruden, kind of a little bit of redemption. He did give up. He traded Amari Cooper for a first-round pick. 
to Dallas, and now he only gave up a third and, and a fifth rounder for Antonio Brown. Granted, Amari Cooper is 24, Antonio Brown's 31. What um, kind of talent is Amari Cooper? I'm sorry, is Antonio Brown? We know that when he was with the Steelers, when he was with Roethlisberger, he was a big time star, right? At one time, one of the best, very best players across all positions in sure. the in the NFL, right? Yes. One of the very best few top I mean, players. They, they, it, okay, well, that translates to another quarterback. You know what I mean? I it very well could, I, I think. Doesn't always. I agree with you. It doesn't always. And I'd probably say the majority of the people think that it's not going to work out. Yeah. Right? Is he looking bad in this, or is Ben looking bad in this? Um, I think Ben wanted him gone. I, I think Antonio Brown, from public perception, has probably looked worse. Just because all the... You know, he's made some silly videos. He still has three years left on contract. Re- re- recap one of those silly videos for us. Um, I, I didn't even watch many of them. One of them was very odd. He was, what was he, working out shirtless and said he wants to be referred to as Mr. Big Chest now? Mr. Big Chest? Yeah. You know, I, part of my thrill-seeking is not watching these type of videos. Clearly it is for Steve. No, I, said, I told you I didn't watch it. I just watched <laughs> you a did. lot of sports. You didn't watch it. <laughs> Hey, but he's at he's probably at the end of his prime. He's thirty one years old. They gave him a three year, fifty million dollar contract. They only had to give up a third and fifth round pick. Um he'll probably go down as a top seven wide receiver all time. Uh you know, you, you kept all your first round picks. The Raider the Raiders are maybe sitting better than what a lot of people thought they would at the beginning of last year or even after the Khalil, Khalil Mack trade. So do they have a uh, early like top fifteen? Yes, pick? yeah. That's I think good. they have the third pick or top three. How funny is it that every time there's a football coaching search uh, with Louisville, people are like, "John Gruden, we yeah. got John," <laughs> right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah, he was always. I don't the think sexy he, name. I don't think he was really thinking no. about coming here. Well, it was the same. I thing. think we can all agree. After his hundred million dollar contract with the Raiders. He wasn't, right? <laughs> it's like, what, 10 years ago, we used to hear Bill Parcells is going to Kentucky. Come on, man. That's not happening. <laughs> hey, I, I flipped it over to uh, AAF football game yesterday on, on TNT. The, what is it, American Alliance Football what? League. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marvin Lewis was uh, announcing. Okay. Yeah. And then just saw some... Trent Richardson's leading the league in touchdown, uh, rushing touchdowns. I watched a little bit of a special on him on ESPN. Did you see that? I did not. Anybody? No. Was it about his drastic fall from grace? Yeah, yeah. It was about his mom. Uh, it was about him, the town he grew up in, you know, how big of a recruit he was when he signed with Alabama. Um, oh, the, the, the uns- um, what is the word? The entourage of his friends, you know. They said Antoine Walker did it up big with 80 people living with him uh, when he went to the Celtics. This Trent Richardson, and football is so much more aggressive than even basketball, but he he was so high. He bought his mom a house. He bought all his friends a place to stay to, you know, and he started out the first few games of that season for the Browns. He did good. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And then he just, just. Nothing. Just puttered out. Yeah. How long did he, out. was it? Just two years that and, he last. And then he trade. They traded him to the Colts. I think they got something decent in return, right? And then he just puttered out for the Colts too. He never. You don't try to act like the Browns are all savvy, Steve. No, they drafted him ex- extremely high, like top five pick. 
I think it was number three, actually. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, that was a bad one. But That's why running backs aren't always drafted that high. And yeah. So is he is he broke, you think? Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. You're sure? Oh, yeah. On the, on the documentary, did they make it seem like he spent way No, I don't money? remember the specifics of that, but I would put money on it that he has more debt than he has assets. So how much do you think? Unless he's completely filed bankruptcy. That's my gut. That's what my gut says. What do you think? I Athletes. I don't know. That's my gut. You, you think he's making What do you anything? think about his tax return, Doc? I think 75% of athletes probably have more debt than assets. Okay, yeah. So that, to me, that means that you're broke. Yeah. AAF, are they, play, are they paying him very much, you think? No, no. Yeah. NFL contracts so at the lowest level don't even pay very much. There's no way they're paying him very much. Yeah. NFL is ruthless. It is. And then they're kicked to the curb and got yeah. all these medical bills. No long-term health care. You know. It's very barbaric. That's why you don't see a lot of you, you don't see a lot of the kids coming up playing football. I mean, a lot of parents are, you know, trying to steer them away from that. So. Still the number one sport in the country. Yeah, <laughs> and it, and Steve is such a proponent of football, and he is. Well, it's it's the off season of the NFL, and go to um, ESPN.com, go to Bleacher Report, go to any of these websites. Antonio Brown is the leading story. Or yeah, that he got traded to the Raiders, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's the yeah, it, it is the cash cow. It's it very takes big. Over everything. The combine. How much do we hear about DK Metcalf and how big of a freak he was at the combine? And now it's all NFL draft stuff. I'm, the NFL rules all sports. Okay, Absolutely. so if we're discussing kind of the consensus uh, focus for the country, really, which is what you're talking about. As far as sports goes, any interest in MMA across the... Uh, we've recently seen the UFC transition into being covered by ESPN, which yeah. has me so excited. I love it. From the general populace uh, opinions or, or, or habits, what do you think? Is, uh, is it entering into the mainstream? Well, you have to have ESPN Plus. I mean, there was fights last night. You have to have ESPN Plus to watch them. I mean, I think... The deal made with ESPN helps it. It's probably growing. Uh, Are you looking forward to anything from the UFC? No, soon? I'm not. I appreciate your honesty. My, I think the average person, I don't know, is not all the way in on MMA. No, I agree with you. Yeah, just in general. I, pr- I, I, I and I, for the sake of the show, I certainly, yeah. you know, that. What do you think, Chris? I. You like it. Yeah, I do. And it's definitely uh, gaining steam. Uh, they're getting more notoriety. Uh, it's very know, barbaric. It is. And a lot of people are never going to buy into that type of sport. Uh, but, I mean, you can call it a niche sport, but it's really gaining. I mean, it is like gaining. last night, look, look at the crowd they bring to Hard Rock MMA, right? I mean, they are selling out now. Uh, that was a good crowd at the Sloan Convention Center. And, and Doc, you got to win via submission with not only me, who, I mean, I'm a big deal, doing commentary. Don't get me wrong, I am a big deal. But also, <laughs> UFC legend Chris Lytle. How cool was that? That was actually really cool. Yeah. <clears throat> I've seen a bunch of people taking pictures of him out in the crowd. He, he seemed to enjoy, uh, enjoy the show as well. Uh, Todd Pickett, I trained with at Gracie Jiu-Jitsu of Kentucky. Great one. 17 year old. Um, Beast. Phenomenal kid. Weight discrepancy was 161 compared to 215. 
Two 17-year-olds, 161 pounds compared to 215, and he won in dominating fashion, got an arm bar. And Chris Lytle on commentary was very complimentary of him. How cool was that? That is very, very cool, man. Uh, big night last night. Yeah. Well, how do they allow them to have that big of a weight discrepancy? Is that only in – That's so- just in grappling. That was not MMA. Okay. Well, that, that's I- in – yeah. We had the oh, there was the guy, Austin Green, at 309 going against a guy who's 238. It's the, the light heavyweight division goes up to 205, and then from 205 in the UFC to 265 is heavyweight. But they're super heavyweight on the state level sometimes. And in Kentucky, you can be a really big and get in a cage and fight. Yeah, it's definitely a different look. Um, I just want to see two guys matched up that are equally sized. Steve, what what else is on the mainstream well, uh, if, if focus Right now. Nationwide, uh, the Lakers played the Celtics last night. That People on, love hating on LeBron. That was on the prime time. I think that was ABC. Uh, Kyrie looked unbelievable. He, he tore, him, tore it up. LeBron had a triple-double, but uh, Brandon Ingram, he's done for the year. Uh, Alonzo Ball, I think he's injured as well. Man. And then, yeah. It just, just a, fell just apart for year. LeBron. Yep. So they're not going to make the playoffs. No. For the first time in LeBron's well, since he went to the playoffs the first time, right? This will be his first time yes. back going. Yes. Yep. So that'll, I don't know. A I, lot, a lot. Uh, he he should take a lot of the blame too. Yeah, and then you. Have, oh yeah, certainly should take a lot of blame. There is a Kentucky tie-in here, in my opinion, yes. over the next year, though. What That's is it? What, well, what is it, Chris? Well, the Anthony Davis uh, debacle that happened when they there was some. Uh, what was the term they were using? Uh, uh, basically, that these teams got involved and it got really nasty, uh, and it made LeBron look pretty well, bad. Yeah, LeBron tried to trade his entire team, for <laughs> and Anthony then the, Davis, the next day he showed up work. and was like, "All right, guys, put it in on three, one, two, three. <laughs> yeah. And they're all like, "No, man, we're not doing that." But then even videos of weird him handshake. on the court where he's supposed to be guarding somebody and they he doesn't, and then he shakes his head and points at his teammate, "Hey, hey, man, that's, that's your man." He blaming think, stuff on people. Yeah, and he his, that's not good. His body language is just bad. I think it's. He don't look I like he's a having really a good bad time look there. For him it this is year specifically. I mean, and I've heard he's he's more involved in the LA scene. Yeah, he is. Right. But even the his oh, uh, okay. Anthony Davis's agent is, you know, that's LeBron's uh, agency that Clutch Sports. It's LeBron's best friend that represents. So, is there a lot of thought that Anthony Davis will end up in LA? I mean, they still have to package a trade for him. He's got a year left. I mean, they're going to have to give everybody okay. away, basically. I'll draw a parallel here. I have been a LeBron fan and defender the entire time I've been on the air. Okay. And I, that will continue, okay? Until I'm really given a legit reason not to. I would never say Michael Jordan was a real um, modest guy, okay? I would not. Right. Or rational, you know? What I would say is Michael Jordan was great, okay? I'll say that. You cannot deny his greatness. In a similar vein, I'll say that about LeBron James. Does that make sense? Yeah. Super competitive. Maybe, uh, uh, you know, not always the best teammate, okay? Regardless, that has nothing to do with his greatness. I'm not going to say I think he's the very best person ever, but I don't think he's a bad dude. I really don't. 
I do not think LeBron James is a bad dude. And he's definitely the best player of this generation. I don't either. That can all be true, but I think there's been times in LeBron's career where it kind of looks like he's not trying on the court. Mm -hmm. I don't think you could say that about um, Jordan. In my opinion, I think when this season started, LeBron looked at his team and said, man, this team probably can't win a championship. So I'm not going to try. A little bit of me feels that. And I've been a LeBron supporter for his entire career, even mm-hmm. when he went to the Heat, I've enjoyed. You know, I think he's the best player and if of he, our generation. If he, but this year has made him look really bad. I agree with you. I agree with that. He's had a bad. It's been a bad look for him. He jumped one year too early, or it just wasn't the timing wasn't right. The, I, the team, yeah. his image he, would look better if he just went out there, didn't try to tr- trade his whole team, had <laughs> decent body language. Oh, his if he was if what he was concerned about was specifically his image. Yeah. He may not have been in the finals for nine consecutive years, okay? Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. <laughs> He's not trying to make friends, and I, I can respect that. You but know, if, he, if he doesn't, okay, so so if I'll play devil's advocate, if he doesn't think that team can make the, the, the finals, and he's really confident they can't, what's the problem with him floating through the season? Who cares? <laughs> right? You Steve, know, right? The fans. I will. guess. I mean, people are like, "Oh God, well, he hurt my feelings." I don't know. I, he's a so competitor. If you don't think you can win, just just hey, be a jerk to your teammates. Don't play defense. Hey, kids out there, if you don't think that you know you have a all the best players on your team and you don't think you can win at all, just don't try. <laughs> I just think yep, that's, a, that's what it, that's a bad message to send to. Children playing basketball. Do you think any of the Steve on the moral high horse here? Yeah, any of the ill will uh, toward Anthony Davis for trying to get traded in the midseason the way he did. That that made him look bad too. It made Anthony Davis look bad because he even left. um, He was on the bench during the game and left during like the third quarter to go to All Star Weekend. And he don't look like he's trying right now. Obviously, well, they yeah. He's just this has always been the rap on NBA. Yeah, I remember Airplane, I think it was one or two, I forget. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar <laughs> is in it. You guys remember this? Yes. Yeah. And the little kid goes, my dad says that you don't even try. And, that, and in my opinion, that's the best basketball player ever. Yes. I do think so. Best basketball player ever is Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. But even back then in the, what, 70s and 80s, there was guys like us just sitting around going, I watched the game the other day. <laughs> <laughs> Kareem didn't even try. Yeah. If if he was if Kareem was watching you go out and play eighty two games, carrying Lanier, right? <laughs> isn't that what he said? I think Walton. I think he said Walton and Lanier. You tell your old man <laughs> to try carrying Walton and Lanier for forty eight minutes. So that's my rebuttal. But who is a good role model, Steve, in basketball in NBA? Uh, Clay Thompson, maybe Steph Curry. Is Steph Curry better? I don't like his his body language with his mouthpiece always. Well, listen. (laughs) I'm cool. I have a mouthpiece. You can name. (laughs) There's so many players that have tried to don't like the situation they're in, um, have forced a trade, have said they're unhappy. I mean, name any of the top ten players. Uh, Basically, all of them have done it. Paul George has done it. Kyrie's done it. Jimmy Butler's done it. Yeah. Uh, Clay Thompson has not. Durant's done it. There's it's just so much attention Davis. in social media. There's such a microscope there on is, everything. There is, yeah. yeah. But look at Antonio Brown just did it. Yeah, oh, yeah. Ben Roethlisberger's no saint either. He is not. He's not. 
So he's legit. I don't think necessarily his actions don't lead me to say he's a good guy. That's a different conversation, in my opinion. I would not say that about LeBron. What was the first like major player that you've seen that left their team specifically to win a a title? Mm. Yeah. I mean, the it fr- is a relatively new phenomenon. Yeah, Garnett maybe. Garnett is the first one I can remember doing it. What year did he do that? Two two thousand. Four. Did Malone and uh, I was going to say Carl Malone and Gary Payton did it with yeah. the Lakers. But I mean, it, it's happened. It happens. Depends. All the time. It, it, it's an inexact it, uh, conversation too. It's it's subjective because. <sighs> but it's it's way way bigger now than it. Yeah. Was. Oh, it certainly is. Free agency is a whole different era. Yeah. And and basketball. I mean, if you look at the Warriors, it, they are so overstacked. It's not even fair. And they're not even living up to the, you know, the billing of what Yeah, they're still awesome. I would but, say that it overall it adds to the product in a way. Yeah. I know that sounds bad. <laughs> it doesn't promote parity, right? And it's not everybody's favorite answer, but I do think it's, you know, if trying to get the players, the players paid and and I think it's uh maximizing excitement in my opinion. Yeah, if Louisville had a team, though, and they were at the bottom of the standings and you've seen these super teams coming in It would suck. Time, it yeah. sucks to be a Reds fan right now. Yeah, I, for a while. Absolutely. Yeah. I understand that. Yeah, man. it happens in baseball. You know, it sucks. But they have an exciting few players to watch this year. you got to just hope 10 years from now you'll get lucky with some heck of a draft pick, right? Yep. You get a LeBron. Yep. And then he leaves, and you get a Kyrie, and then he comes back, and they join forces. and right. That's right. <laughs> you just got to wish for that scenario. We appreciate everyone tuning in to the Weekend Sports Buzz this morning. We are brought to you by Louisville Combat Academy, located in Louisville at the 40272 zip code over in Valley Station off Dixie Highway. Thanks to everyone for tuning in today. We will be back next Sunday with more of the Weekend Sports Buzz.